Welcome to Art Journal with the Moon, a podcast about learning how to practice magic, tend to the soul, and do your deep emotional healing with your art journal and the moon hosted by Dana DuPont. In this podcast, I share with you the comings and goings of the moon in the week ahead, my suggestions for aligning with her energy in a creative way, and my tips and tricks for art journaling with the moon. Here, we explore lunar cycles, seasonal shifts, and art journaling to find our way back to the grounding rhythms of the natural world, to step into our power, and to access our own inner magic. The moon is our companion, and the seasons our muse, guiding us to create, reflect, and grow through the colorful pages of our art journals. So come, gather round, and let's weave magic, art, and healing into your daily life. Hello, my creative friends. This week, I want to talk to you about how the moon and astrology guide me through the year as a highly sensitive person. You can actually view all of this information on my blog as well. That's at danadapont.com forward slash blog. D-A-N-A-D-A-P-O-N-T-E dot com forward slash blog. One of the spiritual practices I embark on in the fall is reflecting on the past year, then planning and visioning the year ahead. I actually spend a lot of time doing this. In fact, it's a pretty in-depth process I go through, and it has become a meaningful part of my spiritual practice and a necessarily part of my yearly self-care routine. In the chaos and complexity of life, I just need to locate myself spiritually, energetically, and emotionally. Then I need to root myself in what matters to me before I greet the new year. In order to do this, one of the first steps I take is to get a feel for what's going on cosmically and collectively. Attuning to the energy around me has become an important step in this planning and visioning process I go through every autumn. It's because my highly sensitive body just needs to feel the heartbeat of the world around me so I can create harmony between my outer world and my inner self before I set intentions for the new year. Peering into the year ahead provides a sense of preparedness or an emotional and energetic grounding, creating this sanctuary of peace that I can feel in my body, and that can be some stability for my nervous system. This practice has become my compass. I end up feeling Like, no matter what the future holds, I'm connected and grounded and ready to face what greets me. It, of course, doesn't make me invincible, and I'm not always completely ready for what greets me. And I'm not impervious to the ups and downs of the year ahead, but it does comfort and steady me. When you take the time to look forward and prepare for what's coming, be it emotionally, spiritually, or energetically, It's like giving yourself a roadmap for what could be a challenging journey, because let's face it, there are always bumps in the road. Knowing what to expect offers a small sense of control. It's comforting to have an idea of what's coming up in the year ahead and exploring for a moment how I might deal with it. It also reduces stress and anxiety, making my daily life feel a little bit more manageable. I can't foresee and plan for everything, but I can set myself up with a good foundation. It's because the unknown can be scary. Having insight into what's to come 
can make the coming year seem a little less intimidating and less fear is always great for my nervous system. Plus, if I know what's coming, I can make plans and strategies to handle it, which can reduce that feeling of overwhelm and highly sensitive people just tend to experience that feeling of overwhelm more often. And this, of course, reduces the impact of stress, which is, again, gold for my nervous system. And when I can foresee challenges, I'm more likely to engage in healthy coping mechanisms versus falling into destructive ones because I felt overwhelmed or taken by surprise. Anticipating future emotional, spiritual, or energetic shifts can act like a safety net, catching me when life gets a little bit tricky. It's like packing an umbrella when I know it might rain. That umbrella will help me avoid getting soaked. I'll more likely stay dry. It's one simple action that brought and brings a little more ease to my day. Getting a sense of the emotional and energetic collective experience for the year ahead is like that for me. I peer into the year ahead in a few different ways. Like I said, it's a pretty long process for me. I do some intuitive peering into the year ahead, and I share all those techniques with great detail and with step-by-step instructions in my course, Art Journal with the Moon, to plan and vision in the year ahead. But today, I want to talk to you a little bit about peering into the head with astrology. Before I do that, though, I do want to mention one little great thing about that course, Art Journal with the Moon, to plan and vision the year ahead, is I take you also step-by-step through making a vision board um, in the shape of an angel or spirit guide, and it ends up being this really beautiful artistic um, expression of a vision board that is just unlike anything I've ever seen, but I love, love, love that ritual and have created one. I think I have like about six or seven angels um, collected already because I just keep making a new one every year. So you might want to um, check the course out just for that. But talking about that peering into the year ahead with the moon and astrology, I just I always start with the moon, of course, me and the moon. When I plan and vision for the year ahead, um, I take my day timer and I my calendar and I plot out the new and full moons and the astrological sign each of those moons will be in. Can I take a moment to soak in that information and feel into that lunar rhythm? I'm a visual learner, so I often have to see it plotted out in my calendar before I can really feel into it. But seeing the journey the moon will travel in the year ahead plotted out like that in my calendar just settles something inside me. Seeing these cycles on my calendar is calming because it provides this sense of order and predictability in a world that obviously can often feel very unpredictable. It's like having this steady heartbeat in the background of my daily life, reminding me of the natural order and the bigger picture I'm a part of. Knowing when each phase of the moon will occur allows me to prepare and align my energy and intentions with it. It's comforting to know that no matter what happens in my life, the moon will continue marking time with its waxing and its waning. This alignment provides a sense of stability and grounding, a reminder that I am intimately connected to the cosmos. It's a reminder that I'm not alone, that I'm part of something much larger, majestic, and beautifully ordered. After I've connected with the moon, I dig a little deeper 
I get into an intuitive feel for the year ahead. As I mentioned earlier, these are the steps that I really outline in more detail because peering into that again a little more deeply is just helpful to add that intuitive part to it because it allows me to receive messages from my spirit guides or my angels and it helps me to receive any insight that I might not be considering. Those intuitive steps that I do and teach in that course, I act, they have actually shifted and changed um, so many things. I use them actually for my business as well. And it helps me with the business planning and making my decisions. So it'll help me know when to travel, when to take rest, um, when to work on a certain project. And there are even steps in that process where it'll actually change or my mind will change uh, according to the information I receive about which projects I was actually going to work on that year. So it ends up being so insightful and so helpful for making the decisions that I need to make. After I do the intuitive peering, I peer again a little deeper some more and I get a feel for the astrology of the coming year. I'm not a, an astrologer, but I study it a lot and I listen to a lot of it because my spiritual journey with the moon just kind of led me down that path. I wanted to then, once I aligned with the moon, I just naturally wanted to align with the other forces that were happening in the cosmos as well because the moon draws down so much of that energy. So astrology is like a deep conversation between the earth and the sky. It's a way to understand myself and our lives by looking at the stars, the planets, and how they move and align. You can kind of imagine if the sky is like this big, beautiful clock. Every planet moving is a cog in a wheel that influences everything else. Astrologers watch how the stars and planets move and interact, believing that each celestial body has its own personality and influence. So for instance, Mars might bring energy and courage to us one year at a certain time, while Venus might gift us with love and beauty. And there might be some things when that's happening in the year that you might want to make different choices around relationships. But by understanding these celestial influences and how they dance across the sky in the coming year, I can prepare myself for the challenges to come. And I plan to use the best of the energy to my advantage. Astrology is like having a cosmic map. It's a way of navigating life by watching the stars and planets, learning about their stories and seeing how their stories intertwine with our own here on Earth. Looking forward into the year ahead with astrology gives me clues about the upcoming season. It gives me a glimpse into the potential challenges and opportunities that await me allowing me to prepare my mind and spirit for what's to come. The act of peering into the future also helps me make sense of the world and my place in it. It allows me to navigate the year ahead with an enlightened heart and a hopeful spirit. It doesn't chain my fate to the stars, but rather illuminates possibilities, encouraging me to play my part with more wisdom and intention. It's like having a lantern in the dark, or in the unknown future, casting a little bit of light that allows me to step forward with a little bit more wisdom. So I want to give you an example. In 2020, I heard the astrologers I follow talk about how we left this 200-year cycle where we were 
in earth energy. And now we were in this 200 year cycle where the major astrological conjunctions of Jupiter and Saturn are in air energy. So that's the technical terminologies that they would be talking about. But really what it brought down to me was together, Jupiter and Saturn conjunctions signal these key moments in our shared collective reality. So because it was moving from Earth to air, that was really significant and it really stood out to me. Earth energy is stable and solid. It can also have you feeling stuck for longer periods of time. But air energy is constantly changing. So when you're in air energy, things will not be as they were before. You can expect a lot of changes. It's harder to find a stable center. It's hard to emotionally catch up with all the changes you're experiencing in your life. It's like standing in the wind, air swirling all around you. It feels like so much is happening at the same time. Air energy brings change and we're in that cycle for 200 years. So in my lifetime, the energy all around me, like the collective energy, is going to feel a lot less grounded. That's what I took away from that. I realized that I will have to do the inner work necessary to stay centered and find my inner sanctuary because the world around me is going to feel more chaotic than I'm used to. And it's going to feel more chaotic than it did in the past. All the chaos and the changes aren't bad, but they will be unsettling and they will trigger anxiety because air energy also brings with it a lot of anxiety. So this all played out with the major changes that came in the spring of 2020 when they were talking about it and peering into the year ahead like I did. I was able to feel more grounded and stable while all this chaos swirled around me because I expected it. I now expect the world to feel like it's changing at a rate I did not experience in my youth. I don't have the expectation that things will go back to normal. I don't expect that's how things used to be in my youth and that's how they should be now. Air energy is not earth energy and understanding that the collective consciousness is mostly in this air energy for a long while. I can develop the skills I need to stay grounded in the ever changing winds that will be swirling around me for the rest of my life. Here's another small example. In ancient astrology, Pluto symbolizes the underworld or what's underneath. It's the hidden, the secretive, and the transformative. Pluto can represent deep transformation and renewal, kind of like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. It's about changes that are so profound, they're like a rebirth, becoming something entirely new. In ancient times, Pluto, Pluto also brought themes of power and how we use or abuse it, whether it's through control, manipulation, or transformation for the better. So it brings themes like change, hidden power, and the deep, mysterious currents of life. Earlier this year, Pluto moved into the sign of Aquarius, but it quickly went back into the sign of Capricorn. It was just spending a little bit of time in Aquarius, but the sign of Aquarius is where it will be spending, I think, almost 20 years soon, because in 2024, it moves into Aquarius for a longer stay. Astrologically speaking, when it moved from Capricorn to Aquarius for that little bit of time this year, it was a big deal because astrologers were interested in what would transpire while it was in Aquarius for that short amount of time because they believed it'd give them hints as to what themes and issues Pluto and Aquarius will bring us when it finally moves into that sign for this longer stay. 
The astrologers I follow noted that while Pluto was in Aquarius, big buzz around AI happened. And when Pluto moved back into Capricorn, the AI news down, news died down a bit. And this was, I was listening to from the astrology, um, podcast with Chris Brennan. And they took this to mean that the AI news and issues will be a big theme in the next 20 years when Pluto moves into Aquarius for good. So in astrology, when Pluto moves into the sign of Aquarius, it's kind of like mis- mixing a powerful, transformative energy, which is Pluto, with the innovative, forward thinking and communal, communi- communal vibes of Aquarius. So imagine Pluto as this force that digs deep and reveals hidden things. And Aquarius is this sign representing new technologies, community and advancement. When Pluto is in Aquarius, we might expect big transformations in the realms of technology and AI, bringing forth breakthroughs that can change the way we live and connect with each other. This could mean the emergence of like new groundbreaking technologies or radical shifts in how we perceive and use technology. There might also be profound conversations and changes related to the ethics of it, the societal values of it, because that's kind of what Pluto brings up and our communal communal responsibilities in the age of AI and advanced technologies. Like, how should we use AI? What safety precautions should we take? The idea is that technology and AI could go through revolutionary changes and evolve in ways we didn't think possible, reshaping our future. This information was helpful to me for several reasons. One, I hear this and I realize a lot of debate, conversations, and political issues will come up around AI and technology probably for the next, you know, 20 years. Two, I realize a lot of fear around AI and technology will be in the air around me for that amount of time as well. Three, I realize larger forces are at play here and change is coming, whether I want it to or not. So peering into the year ahead, when this is going to happen, because it's going to happen in 2024 is when it's going to move into it. I realize this will be one of the energies I'll have to navigate. So knowing where I stand with it all and reflecting on what I need emotionally and spiritually helps me to feel prepared for all of this really big energy that will be coming about. In my course, Art Journal with the Moon to Plan and Vision the Year Ahead, I summarize what I learned from the astrologers I follow about the coming year and what I think we as highly sensitive people might want to take into consideration as we emotionally and spiritually prepare for 2024. So when you're hearing my takes on it, I'm obviously not an astrologer. I'm just sharing what I think we as highly sensitive people should consider because our nervous systems are just going to be eased and supported if there are certain things we can take into consideration for the year ahead. I also add something to the course you won't find anywhere else, which is a recording where we work with the map method and your subconscious mind to emotionally and energetically prepare for 2024. It's one of my favorite map recordings that I create every year. I've been doing it for the last three years and um, it's just so fun to ask my subconscious mind and, you know, in the recording task, your subconscious mind to peer into your birth chart, into your astrology and how these different shifts astrologically will affect you personally. And then to do 
and tend to any inner parts that you might have that might be needing some support um, considering the changes that might be coming about. So it's kind of um, an interesting and unique way of getting some support, but I found it really helpful to work with my subconscious mind in that way. You also have access, if you do end up um, liking this course or wanting to join me, you'll have access to the material for the lifetime of the course. So you can revisit it year after year and go through all of the steps that I suggest. Um, and you can also prepare, uh, you know, all the um, activities that I share in regards to creating your vision board or to creating your vision board on the angel dress um, or to preparing your planner or to going through the intuitive steps to peer into the year ahead with your spirit guides and your angels. Every year I'll update the course material to reflect the important moon and astrological information for the coming year. So if you do join that this course you actually get you know new information added every year um, and I share both my insights for highly sensitive people but also for just some bonus insights for entrepreneurs as well, because being a highly sensitive entrepreneur, I find there are certain things to consider astrologically and um, moon wise and natural going through the natural rhythms that are really helpful to consider with your business, because there are good times to market and there's good times to promote. And then there's good times to rest and plan and think of different things and just different ways to use the energy for the year ahead. So whether you join me in this course or you find your own routine or you have one already, I hope you spend some time during the next few months releasing whatever you no longer need from 2023 and give a little bit of space and time into peering into the coming years so you can feel prepared to greet whatever comes your way as well. Enjoy. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to read about the weekly moon updates and daily art journal with the moon prompts I share here and enjoy the visual map of the moon's comings and goings I create every week, check out my blog at danadepont.com forward slash blog. That's D-A-N-A-D-A-P-O-N-T-E dot com forward slash blog. If you know a creative spirit who would love this episode, please share with them so they can art journal with the moon alongside us. And if you don't want to miss the next episode, make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. And please, if you could be so kind as to leave a review on your podcast app, it doesn't take much time, but it helps me grow and improves accessibility to other listeners. Plus, my heart does a little hefty loop de loop when I receive a little support and love. Thanks for listening. See you next week.